Bill Withers, lean on me. Thank you so much for staying with us. Now, earlier this year, a network of African purpose-led, shared-valued companies and leaders participated in the continent's first ever virtual shared-valued leadership event. This is important. What I'm hearing from you as you send in voice notes, as you call in, you're all saying, you know, where is the kind of leadership that we need? Purpose-driven leadership. That's that's what we're seeing from Gift of the Givers. Purpose-led leadership. And I think it's time all of us start asking of this very question to everybody, to companies, to government, to every single one of us. What is our value purpose here? It's not only about profit anymore. It's not about your selfish needs anymore. It's about collective purpose for every single one of us. And so Teki Bernard is a founder and CEO of Shift Impact Africa and the Shared Value Africa Initiative. Joining us on the line, Teki, thank you so much for talking to us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, Pamelo, and good afternoon to the listeners. And thank you very much for inviting me. I feel Totally humbled to come after Dr. Solomon oh. because I just wanted to say if he's running for office, yeah. I'll be the first person to vote for him. Won't we all? Won't we all, Teki? Look, you you had your summit this year, and I think what we're trying to pull together here are learnings, learnings for us all of us going forward. Um, I think the country's in desperate need for something exactly like this, you know. Uh, shared values and shared value leadership from what you you got as as stakeholders as partners as colleagues what is it that we need to take with us going forward as a community that you have learned from that conversation i think pamelo if we look back on on 2020 and we as a shared value africa as a shared value africa initiative is an initiative that work across our continent so, so, you know, we've been this year in East Africa and locally as well. And what I want to say, we've seen a lot, a year like no other. Lots of sadness, heartaches, anxiety, job losses, hunger, and fear of COVID-19 and the future. I mean, as we know, we've just recorded our highest figures today, and we don't know what the future holds. And not even your most seasoned economist will be able to give their normal 2021 outlook. No. So, so the only surety is, of course, in all of this, that there's, there's one, um, you know, sector that is going to make reap huge benefits out of this, and this is the pharmaceutical industry. So what have we learned from a shared value perspective? For us, what we've learned, and I think that it's also it's getting through to our leaders as well, is we cannot do things the way we used to do them. Mm, mm. We need a shift. Yeah. We need a shift in thinking. We need a shift in the way that we used to do things. The old power, where the power was held in, in, you know, by, by too few entities, yeah. Yeah. now have to move to new power mm. because it needs to be decentralized. Mm. Yeah, and that's why you see such great organizations like Gift of the Givers and Dr. Suleiman come, you know what I mean, rise to the occasion. Mm. Because the, the power has to be decentralized, mm. you know. Um, and, and I think for us from a shared value uh, Africa initiative perspective, we've seen the shift as well during COVID-19. And I'm sure you'll agree with me that there was, there was more of a competitive leadership I mean, uh, I mean, the move away from a competitive leadership to a collaborative leadership. 
it's the ideal. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I wonder, though, you know, how many are willing to decentralize power because there is benefit in centralized power for some, right? And it's been working for them for so long. Absolutely. You're 100% right. The centralized power is, is, is what we see now with the pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the centralized power belongs to only a few. Mm. And I think that that's where I always say is that, that, that Africa has this really, really one huge blessing, which is our young people. Mm. And we need to shift from that old power to the new power. Mm. You know, and 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 that's where we we the future of Africa lies in the hands of the of, of our young people. We've seen with business, we've seen it during COVID nineteen, how business stepped up, how they supported, you know, uh, the, the food parcels, the solidarity fund, how how they they've um, gave holiday periods for loans, how they reduced car insurance because we don't travel to work that much anymore. So, so you know, there were there were lots of changes within business, and and I think you you sort of alluded to that just now. How can we keep that collaborative leadership, you know, as a collective? And that's where when we look at 2021, it's one of the biggest asks from business yeah, and yeah. from purpose-led leadership yeah. is that collaborative leadership of the collective <laughs> because the power lies in the collective. So Tiki, um, my challenge is what kind of frank conversations happen uh, in initiatives like yours? Because we also know that, yes, we can have these conversations. And honestly, I think at a at a grassroots level, these kind of collaborations work very well. Often we see them coming through very well. But we are here now with a global pandemic and we are hearing companies who refuse to sign agreements where they will allow for generics to be available. That for me is valued, uh, you know, shared valued uh, leadership where at some point, you know, yes, there's profit to be made, but that for me speaks to how we are not there yet. No, you know what, Pamela, you're 100% right. We are definitely not there yet. We, we've been working at it for the, last, for the last three years, and I can tell you that we're not there yet. But what we have to do as a collective, and I think that's where the power lies in, in the citizens as well, you know, <laughs> in citizenship. We all have to we use the power that we have from a consumerism perspective. You know, if there are organizations that don't want to shift do that to decentralizing and don't want to shift to listen to the consumers and listen to the citizens out there. We have the power to vote with our money. You know, we, we spend our money where we think it should be going. If, if the, those organizations are not supporting our thinking and our value system, then let's not support them. You know, that's what that, you know, and in the boardrooms, I think for me, I also wanted to mention to, um, you know, to you this afternoon and mm. to the listeners, mm. you know, we've seen the rise of gender-based violence, yeah. you know, as well during this pan- pandemic. Mm. And, and, and I mean, that's really our second pandemic yeah. that's on the horizon already for us. And, and in the boardrooms, what we've done in December this year is that we've raised it with the business sector is what are you doing yeah. as the business sector yeah. to support gender-based violence mm-hmm. victims in the workplace? <laughs> you know, what are, what are we doing to, to, to change policies within our, our businesses, you know, to ensure that we look after the victims, that we educate 
our, you know, our, our males within our, our businesses. What are we doing about that in business? You know, and that's one of our big focus areas for 2021 as well. So, so I'd like to challenge that, con- to challenge you and, and everybody that's having this conversation <laughs> because actually that's a low-hanging fruit. The, the, the bigger problem is the CEO that is himself the perpetrator, who's all powerful and who is able to sit on his chair and have no one challenge the fact that he's the problem in the office because he is so powerful and, and it's so difficult to challenge him. So, so those, because for me, what it does, it very quickly demystifies the idea that these crimes are happen, happening only in poor communities and they have mm-hmm. only a certain color. No, they can I can I I'm I'm gonna come back to the the CEO thing. I just wanna say to you that those crimes I think at one stage during the height of the lockdown, Mm. some of the highest figures were actually um so so let's demystify that completely that it's only within poor communities. Um so yes, going back to the CEO, if you don't have a CEO that is actually buy into the purpose so as an organization you have to have a clearly defined purpose and if your ceo is not the leader of that purpose then i have to question the fact if your company from you know what i mean if they only focus on profit only mm. if they will be sustainable in the future for mm. it's as simple as that mm. because the thing is is that it is not as you said right in the beginning it is not about profits only anymore that's the shift that has to happen in business minds it is about the people first it is about planet second and it's about profit third and 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 if our leaders and our business leaders doesn't start actually doing that shift. We've got a lot of companies that is already doing it, you mm. know, that's practicing shared value and they're looking at their sustainability, they're looking at their social impact, mm. looking at their environment impact. They've contributed during COVID-19. We've got a lot of those companies, but you're right. There are still too many that are not there yet. Mm. So then, you know, um, it, it's all good and well to ask for people, and, and I do this myself as well, to say, you know, try and boycott companies that don't have the same values as yours or where you see that they have gone completely against your values. But companies also procure from one another. You're each other's com- uh, customers. You yeah. know, w- what are we going to see happen going forward? I think what we're hoping to see going forward, I'm not, I can't predict the future, yeah. <laughs> uh, is that what we're hoping to see that this collaborative, you know, leadership that we saw during COVID-19, mm. we're hoping that that's going to continue in the future because there's so many aspects, specifically when we look even at the sustainable development goals, there are so many issues that we have to address. And it's not government and NGOs and NPOs that to have to address them because private sector are the ones with the biggest resources. Yep. And they are the ones that can help to accelerate change. And and therefore that is what we we trying to do as an organization. We use our our members um, that belong to the Shared Value African Issue. They become the influencers and they have a responsibility to influence their peers those other CEOs that hasn't really mm. taken that step yet, influence them, get them to become part of it. And, and, and what we want to see in the future, and, and, and to a certain extent we're seeing it already, that if you're an organization that look after your social impact and your environmental impact mm. and you look after your people, you tend 
to then work with other organizations that have the same values that yes. you have. Yeah. So those organizations that are not going to step up are, are, are going to be the losers. Yeah. Tiki, I know that you've also been very committed to dealing with gender-based violence. As you said, you know, it is a second pandemic. We, we've got a, a big problem uh, in front of us. From where you're sitting and what you know, where are we getting it wrong? Where, you know, we, we spend money. And, and again, I'm going to bring it back to companies because that's where you, you are active the most. You know, a lot of campaigns, a lot of billboards, you know, advertising and, and so on. But very little of it has impact. Where are we getting it wrong? You know, Pamela, I've been asked that question so many times. And, and sadly, I have to say, we as citizens, and as South Africans, and as Africans on our continent, there's a level of apathy mm. that 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 that's you know in society where we we we, we turn a blind eye mm. because it's it's not us, it's not part of my life, it doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with COVID nineteen mm. until it comes home and it starts affecting you, then you will take action. Mm. So what we've seen is that. Government, NPOs, NGOs, they cannot bring about the change. I mean, so wonderfully, our, our president, um, uh, Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, started the Gender-Based Violence National Strategic Plan, and we also work with them on it. But the thing is, is that we have all of these NGOs and NPOs that support it, but the mind shift has to come from our own citizens is that we have to speak up, number one. We've got to speak up, we've got to support, we've got to stop turning a blind eye. And and business also has to step up because that's what we're saying for us, as you just said, we focus on the private sector. So what we're saying to business, we started on the 10th of December when when we had um, this discussion with 10 business leaders. What are we doing from a business perspective? Are we changing our policies? You know, are we, is there very specific Specific in our company's uh, policies is a very specific support for our gender-based violence victims because it is costing our, our economy billions. And if we can get gender parity in the workplace right, you know, it will also benefit the economy. <laughs> but but it's, it's not going to happen, uh, Tiki, because... You have shareholders um, who, when it comes to the crux of the matter and at the end of the day, are not actually interested in that language. So we have this conversation and it's a lovely conversation to be had. And in public, that's what we say. But when we come to the end of the financial year, uh, shareholders are just all they want to know is what profit have we made if you said to them, well, we actually haven't made profit because we've had to adjust the the pay of the female workers in this company, it's not going to go down well. I think when we go back, um, what you're saying is, is, is all true. But if we go back to the World Economic Forum and what they've discussed this year is that the success of business depends on all our stakeholders, mm. our staff, our suppliers, our value chain, our customers. It is not about shareholders only and profit only. And, and, and it cannot be about the money only. And I think what, what, what um, you know, Tomelo, what we're seeing to a certain extent, and we had Professor Mervyn King and Professor Mark Kramer the other day on a discussion as well, is that what is happening, there's a huge shift to try, to try and influence investors mm-hmm. to start thinking about 
you know, the real value that companies are bringing mm-hmm. by looking at their social impact and their environmental, you know, their environmental impact. So what we have to do is we must never stop trying. Mm. That's the one thing that I always say to my team and to everybody and our members, you know, of our movement. We must never, ever stop trying because we have to do it for the people. It's always wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. Have yourself a fantastic uh, day. Um, Looking forward to the next year. All the blessings to you and your teams and your family and your colleagues as well. Thank you, Teki. Thank you for making the time to talk to us. Thank you very much, Pamela. And the same, wishing all the listeners a year filled with hope and growth, Mm. not only personally, but also economically, so that we together can create prosperity for all. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tiki Bernard is the founder and CEO of Shift Impact Africa. And uh, she was also a shared valued Africa initiative uh, driver there as well. So what we're discussing is creating shared valued values in a time of crisis. And let me tell you, if you don't believe we're in a crisis, you better look around you. We certainly are in a crisis. We need to think very carefully about what kind of values frame who we are. Two o'clock now. Let's go to Nandika Bukas for the latest in SABC News.